Well, we are uh, digging into uh, this Enneagram. The, the train has left the station. Last week we looked at uh, types one and two. Today we're looking at the next ones, three and four. And um, I said this last week, and I'll continue to say this. The Enneagram is a popular, um, it's a popular test. Uh, it's gained notoriety in, in recent years. It kind of came as a resurgence in the 60s and 70s, and then kind of was dormant again. And we've seen a resurgence of it as you look at the history of the Enneagram. Uh, but right now, it's pretty popular because it is comprehensive. There's a lot of material uh, that people are able to dig into as they try to understand their, themselves better. Uh, but at the same time, because the Enneagram is popular and because it's so comprehensive, there's a lot of material to try and understand. Even me, every time I go back, I'm learning more stuff uh, just digging into the Enneagram. So it can be overwhelming. And so as we get started today, I do want to remind you that we have uh, Frank Broyles, uh, who's going to be speaking. And I share this in the announcements, but I want to share it again. Frank is going to share with us his talent and his gifts and his study of the Enneagram. And uh, he's a pastor, but I'd also say he's an expert in the field. And he has done a lot of work over the last number of years uh, studying the Enneagram and applying it and helping hundreds, if not thousands, of people do that. So Frank is going to be here on our property Wednesday the 20th and the 27th from 7 to 8.30. And so if you want to know more about this, please uh, do stop by the uh, Guest Central before you leave today, but also online. Uh, you can do it on our website. You can do it now just uh, and say, yeah, I want to I know more about that, or using the, the phone app if you're using that. Uh, that's another way to do it. So that's happening. Uh, the primary materials that I'm using for the Enneagram to remind you is the Enneagram Institute. I've looked there, and then there's another woman. Her name is Jen Schultz. So I'm giving a shout out to Jen if you're watching. Uh, Jen Schultz is a mom and a, and a blogger. She's done some work with this with the Enneagram, and she put some materials up on her site that I wanted to use. And so I reached out to Jen and asked her for permission to do that. So that's where I'm getting a lot of my materials, obviously, uh, with the scripture being, uh, being primary. Now, when we look at the Enneagram, as I said, it can be a powerful tool, but it's a powerful tool, I think, only if it's submitted under the authority of Scripture. If you take the Bible away and you just use the Enneagram, it can be powerful, but it does not have the same weight. When you put the Bible as the authority and you put the Enneagram under that, uh, I believe that it has an incredible use for us as God's people. And, and remember, I used this illustration last week, that if we're building a house, if your life and my life is a house, and we're building that with God. God's giving us the, the blueprints. The Bible is the architect's plans. They're the blueprints. The Bible is the blueprints for your life and for my life. That's where we get our, our understanding. That's where we get the kind of the design of where we're going and how the shape of our house will take place. The scripture is the blueprints. The Enneagram is a tool. It's like the hammer or the saw or something that you and God together can co-create this house that God has given to you. So the Enneagram is simply a tool, but the Bible is the blueprints, the master plan for your life. And so as you take time to examine your life today, my question is, if you're thinking about submitting the Enneagram and, and this study under the authority of Scripture, how are you giving glory to God through this house that you are building with God? How are you giving glory to God? Because giving glory to God is our true nature. Right? That's our truest nature. In fact, in our history, we have the Westminster Confession of Faith. And the Westminster Confession of Faith, one of the, my favorite statements comes from this confession in our, in our Reformed history. And that is, what is the chief end of man? And the chief end of man is to glorify God and to fully enjoy him forever. And what does that mean? But other than it just means for us to enjoy God. The main reason for, for living is for us to give glory to God. 
for give glory to God and, and to give glory to God and to enjoy him forever. That, that's just what I love about the Westminster Confession. That's the chief end, the main reason for us to live is to give glory to God. That's what, that's what our faith says. And so the question is, is, how are you, how am I, how are we giving glory to God on a daily basis? As we understand our lives better, how do you give glory to God? How does anybody do that? How does a person do that? I believe that we can find an answer, certainly through Scripture, but the Enneagram can be a tool that we can use to help us understand that better. That's where the Enneagram comes into play. And, and I'm going to say this again, it's not perfect, right? No inventory, no personality test is, is perfect. The Enneagram is not perfect, nothing is perfect. It's not going to be able to tell you everything that you want to know about your life and about who you are and, and how you're wired. The Enneagram is not going to be able to do all that. But as a tool, it can help you to understand yourself better. So with that, we're going to dig into this. We're going to start looking at the Enneagram. Uh, the Enneagram can give you uh, insight into your personality. The more you understand your personality, the more you understand who you are, and the more you understand whose you are. Whose you are. You and I are made in the image of God. That's what the Bible tells us, that we are made in the image of God. God has placed into every single one of us his image. It's one of the great mysteries of the faith. We are all completely and totally made in the image of God, and yet every single one of us is different. Every single one of us is different. We're all made in God's image, but we're all different. None of us has the same personality. We are all different. It is a mystery of faith of how God does this. And so to use the Enneagram, some of us are twos and some of us are eights, but all of us are made in the image of God. We never want to let go of that reality. And so today we're going to dive deep. We're going to look into the threes and the fours. So last week was the twos and the threes. This week we're going to look at the threes and the fours. So the three, type three is called the achiever. That's what type three is. Type three is the achiever. And threes are success oriented. They are pragmatic. They are adaptable. And they are driven people. They are energetic. And they are often highly competent they throw themselves into their work and they get stuff done. And, uh, but if they're not careful, they can become workaholics. And they can become too competitive in life. God has made threes to be inspiring. He's made them to be purposeful. He's made them to be accomplished. And many of the threes you know, they would be considered role models in your life. Threes are often role models for us. They, they inspire others and they accomplish great tasks in life. Uh, Caesar Augustus. Bill Wilson, who was the founder of AA, Oprah Winfrey, John Bon Jovi, Anne Hathaway. These are just a few examples of people who have been classified as threes. The biggest fear, the biggest fear that drives a three is this. Threes have the fear of being worthless. They're afraid that they might become worthless. A three wants to be affirmed and wants to be distinguished from others. Achievers need attention. They need to be admired and they need to find a way to impress other people. When threes are healthy, they can do great things in the world. In fact, they are the stars of our nature, the, the, the stars of human nature. Uh, people look up to threes because of their graciousness and their personal accomplishments. Healthy threes are often people who motivate others. They inspire others to greater personal achievement than others ever thought they were possibly uh, capable of doing. Achievers embody the best in our culture. 
the best of our culture, and others are often able to see their hopes and their dreams mirrored in the lives of threes. That's what people can see within them. When a three is unhealthy, though, they can have a strong uh, fear of failure. They can have a strong fear of failure. Humiliation can be crushing to a three. And they can be afraid that they might, uh, uh, you know, when they're, when they're afraid or they're, they're in that place of fear, they might exploit other people and hinder that other person's success. A three might even attempt to ruin someone else's life or ruin their, their chances at success, rather, uh, because the person's success, that other person having success, might remind them of their own shortcomings, and they can't handle that. And so that's, that's the, the rub of a three. Threes uh, want success because they're afraid of disappearing into the chasm of worthlessness. And so more than anything else, what a three wants to hear from God is, I love you just the way you are just the way you are. You have worth. You value to me. Because of Jesus, just you being who you are, simply as yourself, you have worth to me, says God. That's what a three needs to hear. One of my favorite illustrations, one of my favorite illustrations happens to be uh, one of these ones where God is is looking at creation. And when we think about God looking at his creation, God is holy and God is perfect. Right? And so when God looks at anything that's imperfect, his little holy gaze just explodes. It, it obliterates anything that's unholy because God can't have anything unholy in his presence. And so when God looks at us as sinners, if he was to look at us without any kind of filter, if God was just to look at each and every one of us, look at me, look at you, if he was looking at us, we would obliterate because we're sinful creatures. We're broken creatures. And a holy God can't have that in his presence. But here's the wonderful gift of Jesus. Because of Jesus, God looks at us, and when God sees us, he sees Jesus first. Before God ever sees me and you, he sees Jesus first. And through the filter of Jesus, God is able to look at us, and he's able to say, you are good because of what Jesus did for you. In the same way that this is true for the concept of us and our sinfulness and the way God looks at us because of who Jesus is, threes can absolutely identify with this illustration as well. You don't have to be afraid of being worthless because when you trust Jesus and you decide to put him first, Jesus is standing in the gap for you. So if you are a three and you have come to accept Jesus, when you say, Jesus, I believe in you first, when Jesus is between you and God, then a three can stand absolutely solidly on the ground that he or she is living in, knowing that they are worthwhile because God loves them, because Jesus stands in the gap. When God looks at you with Jesus there, he never sees you alone. You have value because of Jesus. He sees Jesus first. Here's a scripture verse that threes might want to hold on to. And I'm not a number three, by the way, just to let you know. That's not my personality. That's not my number. I'll get to my number later. But threes are people, uh, threes, even though I'm not a three, this verse that I'm about to share with you, it hangs on my wall in my office. If you were to go into my office right now and sit at my desk, you can look straight across at the wall opposite. This verse is on my wall because it's not just for threes. It's for all of us. But specifically, if you were a three, This is a verse that you might want to hold on to. And it's Philippians 4.13. And it says this, I can do all things through Christ 
who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. There's nothing you can't do as a three with, when Jesus is in the midst. You can do all things with Christ who gives you strength. Because Christ is in you, you are valued simply because of who you are. You don't need to do anything. You can rest in Jesus' accomplishments. If you are a three, if you are an achiever, God says to you today, I love you and I value you. It's a great verse for all of us. It's a great understanding for all of us. That's type three. Now type four, they're the individualists. Type four are individualists. Fours are typically sensitive and they're introspective. That's a four. A four is sensitive and introspective. They're often very self-aware. They are reserved. They're emotionally honest. And they're personal. At their best, a four is inspired and they can be highly creative. They're inspired and they are highly creative. They're also able to renew themselves and to transform their experiences. They don't get pigeonholed. They kind of move along with life and they make sure that, that there's always energy and excitement in the, the things that they are doing. But at the same time, while this is true that they can be energetic and inspired, they can also have feelings of moodiness and melancholy. And they can often withdraw from others because they feel vulnerable and they feel defective at their core. Fours want to express themselves and they want to announce their individuality. They like to create and they like to surround themselves with beauty. Some examples of fours from our history is Frederick Chopin and Edgar Allan Poe, Judy Garland, Paul Simon, Cher, Angelina Jolie, and Johnny Depp. These are people who would be considered fours in our world. The basic, fear is a four, the basic fear of a four is that they have no identity or personal significance. That's their fear. They often feel like they are unlike any other human beings in the whole wide world, and so therefore no one can ever understand them or ever fully love them. They see themselves as uniquely talented, possessing special one-of-a-kind gifts, but they're also uniquely disadvantaged or flawed. It live, they live in tension there. More than any other type, fours are painfully aware and they're focused on their personal differences and on their deficiencies. In their healthiest moments, in their healthiest moments, fours are honest with themselves. In their healthiest moments, they, they own all of their feelings and they can look at their motives and, and their uh, the emotional conflict without denying or ignoring how they feel. They can look at that. They see themselves plainly. They see themselves warts and all. And in their healthiest moments, they are willing to accept what they see in the mirror. Fours are determined to understand the truth of an experience, and they will turn every emotional rock over until they get to the bottom, until they get to the very bottom of who they are. That's what they can do in their healthiest moments. But at the same time, fours often feel different from others, and they don't ever really want to be alone. An unhealthy four may have problems with negative self-image or chronically low self-esteem. They sometimes might have a hard time letting go of the past, letting go of uh, the past, nursing old wounds and holding on to grudges. And fours can be so attracted to longing and disappointment that they're unable to recognize the treasures that they have in their own life. More than any other, more than any other type on the Enneagram, fours desire to be unique. 
And in their relationship with God, they desperately want to hear God say to them, I love you as you are. I see you. I see you just as you are, and I love you. You are unique, and you are beautiful, and you are special, and I see you, says God. In Psalm 139, David cries out before God, and he says, I praise you because I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. This is a great verse for, for fours to hold on to. I praise you and I am fe- because I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. David's words here, they perfectly capture the core longing of a four. Fours might say, I praise you, God, because I am in awe of how you've made me. We are sensitive as, as fours. We are sensitive and we are strong. We possess courage and fear all at the same time. We have the capacity for growth and we're given to periods of apathy. There's so much we already know and so much we will learn tomorrow. We praise you, God. We praise you as fours because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you're listening today or if you're here today and you're a four, you know someone who's a four, God sees you just as you are. God sees you the way you are. Because of Christ in you, you are special. You are seen and you are loved and you are valuable. There are so many ideas and there are so many emotions for you to explore the world. But the chief above all of them is the belief that when you uh, put Jesus first, he validates the truth that you are unique and special. This is chief and paramount about all things for a four. When you put Jesus first, he validates the truth that you are unique and special. Apart from him, you will always be trying to prove something to yourself. A four will always try to prove something to uh, themselves if, if they don't understand that Jesus is in it. Trusting in God's love for you through Jesus gives you the freedom to be who you are without fear, without worry, without anxiety. In Jesus, you can let go of self-focus and know that God sees you as you are. Type threes are achievers. Type fours are individualists. If you are one of those numbers today, how are you giving glory to God? Achievers, be truthful. Be truthful. Be honest with yourselves and others about your genuine feelings and about your needs. Resist the temptation and, uh, to impress others or to, or to inflate your own importance. You will impress people more by deeply uh, living authentic lives, being authentic rather than bragging on yourself, which is the, the, the norm for a three. But if you can learn to live authentically and just live into that moment with people, you will find those relationships that you are looking for. On the other hand, in, individualists, don't pay so much attention to your emotions. If you're an individualist, don't pay so much attention to your feelings. Know that your feelings don't always help you. You might often believe that how you feel equals how you are. If you're a four, that's very common. How you feel is how you are. But remember, your feelings can mislead you. They tell you something important about yourself at a certain moment in time, but not necessarily more than that. And so if you're an individualist and you're a four, just remember your emotions are important, but they're not everything. God has made us unique, each and every one. Our personalities, our passions, our hopes, our desires, our skills, and our abilities, they all come together to form who we are. Threes and fours, I hope you learned something about yourself today. 
Together we are learning the different types of the Enneagram, which will help all of us understand ourselves better and give us all a chance to be affirmed by God. And so if you threes are out there today, learn to be truthful. Be truthful. And for you fours out there, don't pay too much attention to your emotions. And for the rest of you, I will see you back here next week talking about the fives and the sixes. So if you're not a three and a four, you're still, you're t- your number is still to come. Uh, so if you haven't done it yet, I encourage you, go to the website. Go this week. I would even say go today. It's kind of a dreary day outside. Stay inside. Go to the website. Uh, it'll take about 30 minutes for you to fill out the, uh, the, the, the survey. It's a little survey that we have online. And if you get that, you'll get that, and, and we will get you your number. Uh, but go to the website, take the quiz, and get your number so that you can better connect with God and that you, through your personality, can learn how to give glory to our Heavenly Father. Amen. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, I thank you for giving us this day. I thank you for all of the threes and the fours that are in our midst and for how you use uh, their personality in a profound way to influence, to change, and to love the world around them. And so, God, I pray that, uh, that the threes and fours in our midst would, would know that you love them and that they would begin to apply this truth, that you see them each and every day. And for the rest of us, God, who might not be threes and fours, help us to understand uh, that there are friends and family members and coworkers and people that we know who are threes and fours in this world. And so, Lord, help us all to understand that our personality is made in the image of God, and yet you have made us unique and beautiful and created us all. Uh, God, we thank you for this day. We pray that you would be honored uh, by the way we live our lives and what we say and what we do and what we think and the way we act. May we all give glory to you. We pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen.